Make a move it, then she'll call him. Forest fires, Google's ballin'. Take a chance and roll the dice one day. If you're a DM player, find you. Millennials can join this quest too. Expedition, we're gonna find a way. Look, I'm not even going to apologise anymore for, for releasing this flood of episodes preceding and kicking off season three. Um, I mean, if you're listening, I suppose you want to listen, so good on you. <laughs> you know, I suppose the more more's the merrier, but I just felt like I had to quickly record another episode because there's a an, there's a really kind of interesting and cool conversation going on across multiple media forms. We are truly in the age of seamless multi-platform integration, guys. It's finally happened. Yes, I'm a wanker. I know it. You can you can privately be thinking that in your head. Seamless multi-platform integration, vertically integrated service system e- ecologies. That's where we're at, guys. You can you can tell I'm a wanker for a living. Not that I have a living, but when I had a living, I was a wanker for a living, and I would use the, this sort of terminology quite straight-facedly in in meetings. <laughs> um, but but I always had this um this sort of when I first became exposed to this kind of techno business wank babble, wank babble. That's a good word, wank babble. Um, techno business wank babble. Um, you know, uh, a syndicated media node. What was it? A self-perpetuating media? Did anyone remember Nathan Barley? Nathan Barley was fucking genius. So um, it was Charlie Brooker, um, basically, who now is very famous, of course. This was his, I think it was his first TV show. It was basically set in Shoreditch, (laughs) um, which is a part of London called, now get this, Silicon Roundabout. Silicon fucking roundabout. So, <laughs> so, so you know, America had Silicon Valley, and and Silicon Beach. That's that sort of um, LA, LA to Manhattan Beach corridor. Um, I think there's other Silicons, but I can't remember. London had Silicon Roundabout. <laughs> I think that just about fucking sums it up. Basically, it was an area around Old Street Roundabout that was um, that was where I guess the dot com tech bubble in the UK groups, you know, was, was grew up. There was a lot of tech companies and agencies that started there. And look, that, that, that's, that's what I've been doing my whole career. So that's why I know all about it. But um, it was so funny when Nathan Barley came out. So l- let's, let's, let's rewind this a little bit because who is Nathan Barley? So Nathan Barley is a fake TV advert. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Let's let's really rewind this. So Charlie Brooker, who of course everyone should be knowing and is famous now for doing Black Mirror and is brilliant and a genius, I think. The very first thing he did was a, a spoof TV um, listing website called TV Go Home. And when I was working in Shoreditch <laughs> and, and in S- Silicon Roundabout, um, 
uh, the, it was it was very it was all the rage. I, I didn't they didn't actually release that much. They were really quite elaborate and, and well put together. It was an, an entire day's TV listing, and every show was this just pseudo 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 pompous, you know, wanker nonsense like techno elite nonsense bullshit. But well, they were very funny. And there was a program starring Nathan Barley, and it was just called Cunt. <laughs> and it was on ITV. <laughs> no, this isn't real, but it was in a spoof TV listing. It was, I, mean, I mean, that pretty much sums up Charlie Brooker's humour. And um, in every episode, Nathan Barley was doing more and more obnoxious and unreasonable things um, in his um, Shoreditch uh, loft. Blimey, where am I going with this? I really, I, I, th- this will eventually come back to gaming, all right? I promise you. But let me let me keep going with this. So, so anyway, um, uh, the, it, it was just this spook character. But but then Charlie Brooker, obviously, um, people started noticing him, and he got given a TV show called Nathan Barley, which fully expanded on the cuntishness of this character. It really is amazing. Track it down if you can. It somehow summarises that late 90s, early 2000 techno-nonsense bullshit world that that some of us lived in. I don't think everyone lived in it because I think everyone lives in it now. But back then it was pretty... It, it, it was restricted to people that were really heavily in, in, in the internet and, and probably working in it. And, and I happened to work in Shoreditch at that time for a... What was it? A self-actualizing media node. <laughs> a self-actualizing media node. That's what I was. That's what I was. A self-actualizing media node. Go and check out Nathan Barley. Honestly, it, it somehow. I don't know if it will be as kind of funny to Americans because obviously it's very much about an English and a London take on this stupidity around tech technology. And also, I think unlike the American versions, where if you watch um, what is it, Halt and Catch Fire or other there's a whole load of interesting media or TV and, and films about about that era of Steve Jobs and 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 uh, General Magic. There's a really good documentary about General Magic, um, who I think actually is what Hold Catch Fire is based on. Although it's not really based on Steve Jobs exactly. You could say it's Jobs and Wozniak, but but I think it's more in a way it feels a bit more like General Magic with what they were trying to do with. Um, you know, creating these visual immersive, visual interfaces, really, and, and, and the ambition that they had. Oh, blimey. Should I do a podcast about technology? I'm, I don't, I'm not really a technology person. I mean, I, like, I can't code. I'm not a coder, but I've been designing for technology for 25 years, so I do know something about it. i got to decide where to go now. I'm trying to get some eggplants, okay? Americans, that's aubergines. Why am I trying to get aubergines? Uh, I'm cooking. Um, I'm cooking some Chinese food tonight, and I need some. And I'm trying to find not just those big round ones. You can get these long ones that are more like the Chinese style aubergines. They're not really the Chinese ones, but they they just work a bit better. The long, thin ones. What am I talking about? Anyway, technology, self-actualizing media nodes, service e- service ecosystems. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been a very interesting conversation. A very interesting conversation going on between Barney of Loco Leaders, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and Spencer of Free Thrall, all about this thing we've been talking about in the last few episodes, and that came out of my um, What's a Warberswick game, which is this 
th- this thing about derailing, and also you you got to bring that then that made me immediately Spencer referred to me as the Casey Jones of RPGs. Casey Jones was was the you know the railroad guy. Uh, apparently, he died in a in a crash. I just found out from Spencer's post, but um, but yeah, you can't be derailed if you're not on a railroad, can you? So it really, it's actually getting me to really think and examine myself a bit about even just me using the term derailed. And I know we've been through this a lot and there's a lot more to come about what this really means. And what I recommend everyone does is listen to um, Jason's latest episode. And I think, I'm hoping that Spencer, Free Thrall, and Barney Locoludus will also put up episodes. They both said they're going to today or soon. Um, Because I want to hear their views as well. But but it's it's really, you know, this is a... This has really got me thinking about about my tendency to railroad, and and indeed whether whether you can really you know what derailing means, because what it really only means it's derailing my my expectations because no one else is coming in with expectations really, although they sort of are. I suppose that's where the the rubber hits the road, or let's say the uh, the steel hits the rail. That's where the steel hits the rail. Nice one, Andy. I'm just calling in now to clarify something. Two things. Um, I totally enjoyed the game. It was no, you know, there was nothing not enjoyable about it. And I know that that was the same for you, Andy. And you said, keep Risby Ickwell doing what he's doing, right? So um, just for everyone who might be uh, listening into this exchange... I want everybody to know that the game was great fun and I can't wait for the next one. The second thing is my call was really only to um, to playfully um, challenge the idea of derailing because I just really felt that I, I wasn't derailing the game at all. Um, what's really interesting of course is 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 what came out of that um you know that bigger that bigger discussion that came out of it um so there's those things we can take from that i've just listened to jason's episode where he responds to it all and i think he's absolutely right 100% but i do also think that because he wasn't at the game if you like certain things get get missed for example again i wasn't at all disappointed uh in the game or frustrated or anything like that um what jason's commentary makes me think of here in this context is if you like the virtue of pre-gens and i know i'm not alone in in people who like their pre-gens or happy with pregens, and of course I know there are people who really don't like them. But a pregen lets you, lets the GM who's overseeing the game, of course, um, have the right kind of characters slotting into the game. Now that leads me to one thing to do with Call of Cthulhu, which is I totally, genuinely 
created a character that fitted into the storyline. That was, I really, as from based on what you had told us, that's what I did. So again, that's something that I think Jason slightly doesn't have, doesn't have the view on, if you like, there. And the character I created is a totally legitimate Call of Cthulhu character, a dilettante, um, the nearest thing to a, to a, you know, an aristocrat there, um, with loads of cash to burn. Um, so I, you know, it was the character is totally designed to fit into the world, and he totally follows the rules of Call of Cthulhu. So again, I think it just comes back to this, um, these really interesting lessons that we can learn from, from how certain dissonances arise in game. Really fascinating. Um, P.S. Andy, you're not going to goad me into putting out more of my own episodes. I just can't find the time to do that and game and all of the other stuff in life so I just can't do it um uh and and I know you don't really mean it uh but you can't tease me for uh getting you off your ass between seasons and uh getting back to the mic lastly uh the spanking is totally your invention I've done no spanking. That's all. Bye. PPS. Um, I I didn't tell you to cut out my arms. I invited you to make it a little bit snappier and shorter if you felt that was more workable. So, so there, some more thoughts from Barney. Um, yet again, always getting to the nub of the heart of the core of the of the crux of the point. Just like me, eh? always always getting right to the point no meandering no no wandering no dithering no random non sequiturs i'm always there just like bang make my point and then i leave yeah always yeah yeah that's me um so so yeah um that's a what I, what I what I didn't actually the reason I went off on that completely random side quest <laughs> side quest uh, about multimedia is because actually when I look at this conversation that's happening it's basically a combination of the four of us sharing messages on anchor to each other recording episodes sending um audio files via email to each other and and then leaving text messages or, or or rather posting in discord both in public forums and in private messages so that so this is kind of the future that i was always imagining you know we in the design technology worlds we we refer to this quest i suppose um, of creating a seamless experience. It's called Seamless. Um, which, in a way, was always a chimera because it isn't ever seamless. There are always transitions when you go from one media to the other. And I think that that's at the heart, that's a contradiction at the heart of trying to create this, this fluid world where one platform merges into the other and you just kind of go where you want. And because, because actually, if you look at the, 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 
the format that you know let's go back to marshall McLuhan. the medium is the message the way that the constraints of the various platforms change the both the intent of what we're doing the the potential of what we're doing and also the interpretation and the reading of what we're doing so you know we all know this instinctively that, that each platform creates its own meta meanings its own confusions its own mix-ups the, the, the best way and the way that Barney does it actually is to leave an unbounded voice message, I think. In some ways, it's even better than having a real conversation in real time because, because then you can gather together all of your ideas and thoughts in one place. And they may not be entirely coherent. They may be, um, it may be hard to capture them all in, in a linear way like that, but they're not being interrupted. You're not getting, getting sidetracked. Well, unless you're me and I can sidetrack myself, of course, better than anyone, but it somehow all can be put there. So that's a good, it's a good way to do it. And of course, it's a chimera, as I said, because the, the 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 transitions actually change your you know your position the transition changes your position it's oh, all right i can live with that um and and the and the little thread i left but never picked up was um was about all this technical talk this specifically business talk I, when i first properly entered the workplace in 1996 yeah and, and went into this business technology world, I was appalled. I was appalled at business language. I was thinking, how can people talk this way to each other? They're, what they're saying, the words they're using don't mean anything. They're talking about um, granularity and running things up flagpoles and putting a pin in it. And um, let's decompose that 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 thought and um uh you know i mean i i i, I there, there are so many i mean there's they're all these awful awful expressions that someone somewhere probably an american came up with and 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 we were now all using this 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 horrible half language and i think a lot of fields suffer from this because and, and gaming no less than any other is that we all sort of buy into this shared language, this shorthand, and what it stops us from doing is thinking. Because if you fall back on tropes and and and, and hoary old cliches and well well trodden paths, it, it it actually shuts down your imagination in a way. So, what I I had a mission <laughs> when I first became aware, first entered this world and so appalled and so such a love I mean I'm I am a lover of language and, and it so appalled me the language that people were using that intelligent educated smart people were using that I, I knew it instantly was fake language was bullshit language was language that we should fight against you know look for look for your expression don't just pull someone else's out your ass you know we've had too many top downs and bottoms ups and you know it <laughs> We don't need another, you know, we don't need um, an, another phrase to, to talk about um, delaying something. You know, can, I, can, we, can we park that? Can, can I take a rain check? Can we put that on hold? You know, let's let that one, you know, sit, simmer for a bit. Fuck's sake, just say what you mean. 
say what you mean. <laughs> and I hate the way this has leaked into, into everyday life as well. Business speak is the death of language for me. So I, re- I, I just reacted so violently against it that I thought, you know what? I'm going to start saying really, really ridiculous phrases in these meetings and, and, see, and see which one, um, see, see whether I can get other people to use them. <laughs> I, was, I was only 27 at the time. I was an idiot. Um, but that was, my, that was my revenge. That was my revenge. And I managed to introduce a term into a quite a, you know, sophisticated company, I suppose. It was, you know, pretty, I won't say who it was, but um, so I sat, I was sitting there in a meeting one day and I was hearing all this nonsense. Um, and when it came to me, I said, you know what, can, can we just ride the blue pony this time? And I sat there for a while and I was waiting for people just to start laughing or just tell me I'm an idiot. And yet instead, they all just nodded and went, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a good idea. I suppose since then I've been riding that blue pony. Yeah. It's a nice view from up here. Hey, Andy, Jason here. Just want to say, when Barney talks about Bavaria and seeing cows, I'm not saying I'm not trying to make a correlation between Barney and this guy, but my thoughts go to Joachim Joachim Krill. Joachim Krill. Am I saying his name right? Anyway, look him up. Um, that's where my thoughts go. J O A C H I M K R O L L. That's where my thoughts go to as I drive off the road talking to you. Anyway, I have thoughts about your your discussion and Barney's call and all that, but because you don't play my calls very often because they're not good enough quality to get on your show, like the whole Richard Stanley thing, I wasted all that effort where maybe I should just end an episode on my own show. I'm going to do my own episode. I'm going to release today. What's today? September 12th. I'm going to release it today, Saturday. And in that episode that I release, I will discuss player styles, GM styles, pre-made backgrounds, emergent play, and um, and all that kind of wacky stuff. So, tune over to the Nerds RPG Variety Cast for that discussion. So, take care, sir. It's a game we're role-playing. I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes. Smell your 